For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. Good day. I'm Graham Stark. And I'm Kathleen DeVere. We're from Internet Comedy Powerhouse, Loading Ready Run. And if you are listening to the radio expecting to hear about butts, you are listening to the wrong show. This is The Geek Show, which is much cooler but has far fewer behinds. You're looking for The Butt Show. It's on the other side. Welcome to the Geek Show. Um, I am Ben, and we're here today with Rob. Hello, Rob. How do Ryan? Hello, and Dave. Greetings. Just so you know, he was throwing <laughs> his hands in weird shapes. It was there, and I it's totally don't approve. It, it's because we stopped him doing the intro the way he wanted to do it. <laughs> More no, shit. No, the way you wanted me to do it. Yeah, I was happy with it. Everyone else disagreed. Yeah, you blow all the mics and eardrums. Context, if I did it that way, but. All the laptop speakers in the world will explode. In a I, I'll fury. find a way to work it in some point in the show. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> as odd as that sounds, we are the Geek Show, and uh, this week we are talking about modern legends. But first, we have the news. The yes, news, the news, today. as always. Right, uh, we're going to start off with um, Steam. You now have to spend at least five dollars. That's to my access. personal Steam. Yes. Okay. Um, it's a bit warm in it. Uh, <laughs> Get on with it, Rob. You now have to pay at least five dollars, or spend at least five dollars, to access some Steam features. Which features are these, Rob? Um, I'm not sure. They are sending friend invites, opening group chat, voting on greenlight Steam reviews and workshop items, participating in the Steam market, posting frequently in the Steam discussions, going. <laughs> Sorry, gaining Steam profile levels, which are uh, locked to level zero and trading cards, submitting content on the Steam Workshop, posting in an item's Steam Workshop discussions, accessing the Steam Web API, and using a browser and, browser and mobile chat. So, the question is why? So, um, was, is it you have to pay £5 to get these, or... Five, you, you have to spend, spend $5, five... $5 on Steam to get Okay. Them. 
then what this probably is is to stop people who are getting banned create new accounts to harass people. Well, a lot of these or, features do sound like that's what the prevent. Also, it is like to prevent being, malicious users. Also, like the ability to vote on greenlight games means that you can't make fake accounts. Yeah, to, there, there are people <clears> who will go on build make like a hundred fake accounts and uh, then vote for their games. To me, it looks like it's to stop third party trailers dealing yeah. stuff through Steam. Yeah, but uh, I mainly think, with codes and various things like uh, items for like Counter-Strike and things like that. I think everyone who uses Steam legitimately has spent at least five quid on yeah, there. Five, yeah. it's you can easily get like it's not like a huge amount, and I understand why they do. This. Like when I was told it earlier today, I thought you had to pay like a subscription-style thing. But that'd be fine now. Compared compared to what other you know services have the yeah. subscription fees. Except, no, I, I I like it how it is. Like it, it's fair as it is, and this will stop abuse from happening. It'll ha- stop cheating from happening, and well, it won't stop it entirely. It's it, still, it's still possible to create fake accounts for five dollars. Yes, but but when those groups making like a hundred odd accounts, they might not have five hundred pounds to spare. Yeah. So it stops that. I don't think it's going to stop people using um, like smaller accounts. For example, uh, Counter Strike Pros uh, going on to uh, create another account and just buying Counter Strike again, yeah. and then just so they can play and they're not high ranked. Mm-hmm. Some chance yeah. for them, but just to practice on people that aren't as good. And so as long as they're playing, really, they're. It's a win for Steam. It's a win for the community, really. Like as do long as you're doing everything legitimately, do the uh, competition. It's not a problem on a, a PC. Like, yeah, good old games and that sort of thing. Yeah, any of those have these sort of uh, not problems? currently. Not really, um, not, not like the subscription. Do they have any yeah. problems with like people abusing it, like Steam? Well, is good old the... games doesn't really have stuff like uh, green light to abuse. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's a very it's a problem just basically that Steam has known. It's more yeah. that because Steam's more of a community site as well as a a vending site, you know. Okay. Whereas Good Old Games is more tailored to selling than it is to the community. Yeah. Well, well, that's that's my limit of PC games. Yeah. Steam <laughs> kind of it does have some uh, developmental uh, tools as well on there, um, and the movie maker stuff that they've got, you mm-hmm. know, the movie stuff that they've got is actually quite interesting to a lot of people. Mm. Um, but yeah. I actually I, think it's I don't really think it'll have people moving over to Origin or anything like that. Don't worry. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, yeah, but no. Um, Tell you if I'll, I'll give you Fiverr to allow me not to go on Origins. But I'll take that. But still, Fiverr's nothing. I mean, you got to pay like forty no, quid it, a year to use Xbox. Four dollars, yeah. five dollars, five dollars. No, so it's not even a five. I know, it's but even so, it's, it's nothing when you consider that to use PS Plus properly, a PlayStation Four properly, yeah. you need forty quid a year. Xbox properly, forty quid a year. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing. It's, it's a special. Oh yeah. It's uh, so won't bother it, a person. The, the thing is, it's money you're going to spend anyway, so it makes yeah. no difference to you as long as you're making a legit account. It'd be better to just. Uh, that being the case, probably a subscription service would work better. Yeah. Because you're just going to buy games anyway. I mean, who gets a Steam account and never buys anything on it? Um. <laughs> Except when, us when we get sent stuff, that kind of a case. Extending, but, you know, generally people who use PC games, yeah. they're going to buy something, so this doesn't really stop anything. Exactly. Yeah, this is true. That, that's why it's good. It's only stopping the accounts that are made for malicious intent. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I see, yeah. Okay, leaving that to one side and moving on. 
Who's watched the new Star Wars trailer? Who hasn't? I hadn't until about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. Interesting little fact. I didn't even know this. That trailer, that one trailer, added $1.3 billion no, no, no. to it, the value of Disney. Two billion, actually. Was yeah, it two it billion? Was, that's what I saw on the news this yeah. morning, two billion. Two news never lies. £1.3 oh. billion, pounds, sorry. Is that... Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it said $2 billion. Yeah, £1.3 billion. Pounds, yeah. $2 billion. To well, the value of Disney, just that one trailer. What, mm-hmm. they paid about $4.5 billion for uh, Lucas yeah. initially. Star Wars initially, sorry. So with this one trailer, they've pretty much paid themselves back. Well, they released another trailer and they've done the job. <laughs> well, stock price isn't money in the bank. Oh, no, no, no but it's, it's paid themselves but back. They haven't they not went out on a limb and you know, wasted money, like they did with Marvel. <laughs> What? That was a My- joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, um, that was a stupid idea buying Marvel. No money at all. <laughs> so Disney is sort of, they've just, they've made a money-making machine. Like, they, they don't have to, they could just stop making movies now. They've got studios that will just make the money for them. They could just make theme park rides well, from now until the end of time and they'd be fine. Isn't this Star Wars movie the first of six? Yes. <laughs> well, I know there's three normal ones, and then there's some spin-offs. Yeah, yeah. From those three, yeah. They're, they're, I think they were given like the Boba family. There's a, a there's a rebel one, which is basically a, a set around no, no, it's the, the Fett well, family. It's the yeah, Fett family. Gonna, uh, yeah. Around the plans for the uh, Death Star and well, stuff like that. Rebels is a series currently airing. Actually, yeah. it's a CG animated series. But um, yeah, the 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 Fett announcement. They they've actually. Confirmed canon that uh, Boba Fett escaped the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, because I, I thought uh, he was uh, just antic. in there, you know, I will, nice I will say this. some nice curtains. I will say this, Ouch. the robot chicken version of yes, that universe so. is how I'm accepting <laughs> that it went down. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else, nothing else makes sense to me. That is all I will accept. But yeah, they've, they've confirmed that as canon, because that was canon in the extended universe, but the announcement last year was the extended universe is gone. Yeah. yeah, he was like killed in two scenes, and he's still the coolest thing in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, have him back again. Yeah, I um, I remember watching things. Basically, why do we love um, Boba Fett so much? He's not done anything. He looks <laughs> cool in like three scenes, <laughs> and then dies. Well, he's but we love him. Darth Vader pointedly told him not to disintegrate anybody. You know, yep. sort of yeah. singled him out out of all the bounty hunters. You knew he was special at that point. Oh, <laughs> That's his thing as well. Yeah. <laughs> but in the corner and struck. They just changed it. Like, the one change they could have made in CGI, he just goes, damn. Yeah. Goes in the corner and has a little strop. Yeah. <laughs> Kicks one of those, you know, the little robots that go, da 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 yeah, disintegrates like a Death Star droid just, yeah. just to get it out of his system. Yeah, it just kicks it as he's walking out. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's very exciting. We saw Chewie and what? Han in the uh, yeah. Millennium Falcon. How Chewie's not aged, I don't understand. He should be like a yeah, silver th- fox that, by that's, now. That's How do you know he's not aged? He's covered in hair. Under that, he yeah, could be wrinkly hair, as anything. That hair could have grown. Yeah, though. but he could have been wrinkly <laughs> as anything before. Uh, we don't know. The thing, interesting thing here, though, really, is how much faith has been restored in Star Wars because people hated... I mean, cinematically, not like oh, yeah. the extended series. People but even hated that trilogy. Series, a lot of people are like, we hate Star Wars now, it's been ruined. Yeah. yeah, but the fact that the faith has been rebuilt to make well, $2 billion off a trailer. Well, yeah. I mean, it's... the faith partly has been restored because 
they went they went out of their way to get Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and uh, I've forgotten his name um, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Ford that's it <laughs> to to get the three of them back on. Did, did as part you of the see movie. the little little heartwarming news from George Lucas? A seven year old boy wrote to him saying, uh, "I want to be a Jedi, but I also want to get married." And he said that the rules of the Jedi say I can't. George Lucas wrote back and said that, uh, well, well, basically he's confirmed in Star Wars canon that uh, Jedis can get married. But Which basically destroys all three movies. I think, I think the point of the tr- prequel trilogy was to show the Jedi Council were kind of corrupt. Um... But she had no political power in, like, the, uh, uh, you know, after the, the, the second the, movie. But they, they had, like, repression going on, which isn't healthy. So saying you can't get married wasn't a healthy thing to do. It probably wasn't the right Jedi thing to do. That's what... Okay, moving on from this But he said it's point. cool now, and he sent him a load of stuff, and the kid's really happy, and he's made okay, a seven-year-old. Okay, right, I'm like, going to write to him and pretend to be a seven-year-old kid and get loads of free stuff off him. Right, moving on from You that and point. everyone else now. Yep. Moving on from that point to the next news story. Which yeah, is... moving on, which uh, we're sticking with the space theme, Firefly. Mm-hmm. Right, the uh, TV show actors have reprised their roles for the online game. And there's that's a, a double-handed, that's a, a really awkward well. sentence, that, isn't it? The, the cast of Firefly have come back together for an online game. Well, but people wanted uh, the show. So like, I, I thought the closest it was going to get to a Firefly game was Halo ODST. Because that basically yeah. just got everyone back together as themselves. It, it looks like a sort of Eve battlefront MMO from what the trailer showed. I mean, uh, you played the trailer earlier, and it was just a bunch of people saying, if I was a captain, if I was a captain. Well, the whole point of that trailer is to build up the fact that it's got uh, Nathan Fillion at the end saying, if I was a captain, I'd pretty much just mess about and do yeah, it. Yeah, I'd aim to misbehave. Yeah. And yeah. That's basically it, you know. Uh, but, I like the sentiment, because... Yeah, I like the series, but I don't know. I see that. Is it meant to be in any way continuing the plot or a reboot? Or no, I think it's just kind of within the, the universe uni- yeah. of Firefly. Mm. Um, you're basically just a person, a privateer type person, right? In the universe, which was why I immediately thought of privateer from Wing Commander from yeah years and years ago. Well, yeah, slightly ju- slightly mixed mixed stuff about it because like the only um the only direct like mmo from tv and film that i can think of is the the matrix yeah and that wasn't great no it wasn't it was the knights of the old republic mmo that was all right so well either (laughs) second matrix game no 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 star trek online we all we all managed to forget about that but dave has just made me remember (laughs) the rings as well the second uh, Matrix game, yeah, well, the first one was Toilet. But well, basically what we've just right. been saying is there's a lot of these MMOs out there and none of them are particularly well, great. Well, yeah, if you build a rich universe, it's bound to be a way to utilise on that and an MMO's the best way to do it. Well, it's I mean, the problem is uh, with something like the Star Trek Online, um, Star Trek has always been, you know, a space the final frontier. These are the jo- voyages of whatever. And they're supposed to be explorers. They're not supposed to... The the whole war type thing, the whole militaristic thing, is supposed to be a secondary concern for them. Well, Their I main d- con- goal is exploration. 
I just find and it strange. And they removed that from the game. I just find it strange to to put you in the universe of a character based series. Yeah. Because the setting's not not what's like the hook in Firefly, is it? It's the characters. Yeah, it is. You're absolutely right. I mean, it works in Star Trek Online to put them into that universe because exploration is the key thing, and that's what everyone wanted. But Firefly, I don't know, unless you're on the ship with them, and it'll be a pretty crowded ship if it's an online game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just people coming out of like the, uh, this cabinet and popping up out of the drawers. So uh, is nothing... like I love Firefly. But it's kind of old now. Yeah. Like, what are the audience they're going for? Cause I still got a rabbit fan base. Is it not as rabid now? I think the I think they've evened themselves out a little bit. Is it a thing that's also a bit of a cult favorite? Yeah. Not really works as an MMO. I think that might be why it's just an MMO. As I said, just but you know what I mean. I think that's why that's the most it could be. Because yeah. you know, but there's uh, only an, a, 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 a cooling cult fan base. Except the thing is, an MMO works on the fact that there'll be hundreds upon hundreds of people playing at once. I don't think there's going to be for this, and it's it's like it's as if somebody suddenly turned uh, uh, turned around and said, "There's going to be an online game for Babylon Five, and it's going to be exciting." Well, if they said if there's an online game for Buck Rogers, I'll be all over that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <like>, not theirs. <laughs> when they say Star Wars, there's a big enough area of that fan base that are into MMOs. If they say Star Trek, there's that big... Well, it's, got yeah. his, it's got a history, but, both of them, yeah, but of that sort of stuff. Firefly is a small circle in its own. Then it's, if you narrow yeah. out the people who want to play MMOs, then you've like halved the amount. Well, and well, then the, sort of game you, there, you, the sort of game you want is somewhere between like Uncharted and Mass Effect. That's yeah. what yeah. you'd want. For that's what you want, yeah. yeah. A middle point between those two, but, you know, in space. Yeah, so yeah. the thing is, I've, but as Dave think. pointed out earlier, it feels like a lot will be lost by not yeah. having the main characters as the main focal point. It, it's oh, we, very... we don't know enough about it to say what it is and isn't, but, you know, yeah. it's but still. An MMO suggests that you'll be going off doing your own thing. Maybe like the, the quest givers, I don't know. be with the main cast. But it'd be a bit weird for them to be like, like as if celebrities within this universe when they're not maybe uh, underlings but you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean that the player would yeah. treat anyone from the show as like oh it's 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 wash but like wash isn't someone that someone in universe would treat like that he yeah. died in the movie as well what's going yeah. on there <laughs> he's a zombie yeah, he comes back and he's just got a giant hole in his chest <laughs> uh. Anyhow, next bit of news. Yes, moving on. Curse your um, sudden but inevitable portrayal. Yes, moving on from zombies to robots. Uh, the Mitsukoshi department store um, in Japan has decided to employ one of the... You know Toshiba have that meet and greet robot that looks strangely lifelike and has slightly jerky actions, <laughs> but you know the mouth movements are not bad. Well, uh, this department store has decided to employ a robot like that as for meeting and greeting purposes. Um... It's based in Tokyo, the department store, and the uh, it's clad in a traditional kimono, and it's called Aiko Chihara, who smiles, bows to customers on the ground floor as they enter. Um, and what separates Aiko from the rest of the staff is just the fact that she's a robot. But when you look at her in a still image... That still looks like a robot. 
It's yeah. uncanny valley territory. Yeah, it's it, getting it, it's, very it's, close. It, it's it, definitely uncanny I, valley territory. I think it could fool you on a still image, but the second it starts moving is when you really go, oh, yeah, that's a robot. To be fair, looks right? like, looks like uh, what was that That man from... Uh, oh, forgot it now. It was so funny in my head as well. To be Bro, fair, I've, I've bumped into mannequins and apologised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Wait, you're not real. <laughs> okay. David Guest. Looks like David Guest. Yes. David Guest looks like a human. Near enough. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He is the Uncanny but Valley. <laughs> in terms of, like, contextually in Japan, this isn't, like, that unusual. They have holograms re- uh, welcome people into store and things like that. Well, they have uh, they have sellout concerts involving Hatsune Miku. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, where everyone is just waving leaks about. Or, you know, uh, neon but leaks. everyone's aware of what Hatsune Miku is. This seems more like, you know, that this doesn't seem like to look like a robot welcoming you in. This is like to look like a hu- as if a human's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite theme parky. I mean, the AI, AI sort of thing. the AI isn't as advanced as another humanoid robot, robot from South Bank called Pepper, who doesn't look humanoid. Well, humanoid basically, but looks more like a kid drew it. Uh, do you know what the name of the disp- de- department store is? Yeah, it's the Mitsukoshi department store. Mitsukoshi. Five nights at Mitsukoshi department store. Cool. There, there, you, there you are, being chased by a, by a, by a psycho stalker robot. Yep. Girlfriend. <laughs> Spend it's called buddy. Cyborg She. It's a Korean film. Yeah. Oh, I've seen too much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on. Um, you know they've got the giant Gundam in Japan? Yeah. And yep. they have the copy of the Giant Gundam in China. Yeah. And I love the, the fact that China have got a knockoff. Yeah, <laughs> and the fact that they have a, a, a copy of a, a Zaku over in Turkey. Well, Japan has decided to kind of to, to throw the gauntlet down by building a life-sized patrol labor. And it, this is basically promoting traffic safety in front of Himeji Castle. So it's basically got the photos. So a strange juxtaposition of like high tech mech in front of traditional Japanese castle. So I I love the idea of like drive safely, or I'll aim my eon cannon at you. No, no, no. He uses a giant revolver. His name is Alphonse. If it's the if it's the patrol labor from the movie, uh, from the movie in the TV series, he is officially named Alphonse. I always find that weird when mechs used up upscaled human weapons yeah you know like the the avers where they've got like a bowie knife and an assault rifle but yeah. they're like big it, normal weapons the thing that really confused me about this though you know in the movie there's a scene where uh, where the pilot uh the female pilot i've forgotten her name uh is in the lift with alphonse and right he's resting his gun she drops down the the chamber's open it's a six shooter and she starts basically getting these giant bullets out of his leg and really loading the gun manually. I'm like, why didn't you just stay in your robot and do that? Makes sense, makes more sense, doesn't it? I, having a revolver in a, on a mech doesn't make much sense anywhere. Apparently it was uh, uh, it was the equivalent of a forty four Magnum. I don't understand it <laughs> There either. are different ways you could feed a magazine in a mech, surely. I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. It just has it because it's cool. Yeah, I like the movie, and I like the fact that they tried to tried to turn this robot into kind of a Dirty Harry-type robot, but it's just kind of, yeah, don't work. So, yeah, they've got Alphonse outside Himeji Castle in, uh, Hyo, uh, in Hyogo Prefecture, so if you are in Japan, you can go over and have a look. 
because it does look impressive. Oh, that, just that sentence made me think, I want to see Alphonse in a castle. Like Alphonse from Full Metal Alchemist, like alongside other suits of armour. <laughs> well, it, yeah, this is a suit of armour, technically. <laughs> you have a pilot inside and there's loads of metal around them. That's armour, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> is it, are we going to write a new historical manga where we replace knights with mechs? That's already been done. Yeah. <laughs> God knows how many times. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're still using manual labour to um, handle everything. But we've got a mech. Yeah, basically. Right, we're going to uh, end the news section with some Gintama news. Um, aside from the fact that the new series is a couple of episodes in, Gintama Zone in Shonen Jump th- in the uh, J World theme park in Ikebukuro, uh, oh, sorry, in Ikebukuro's Sunshine City shopping mall, it's the Shonen Jump official theme mm-hmm. park. They have an event there now, right? A Gintama themed event which allows you to use Okita's bazooka to shoot Hijikata in various places. And the aim is to shoot him right in the crotch. And he makes various comments and noises depending on where you shoot him. So if you're not aware, the the two characters from the police force, the Shinsengumi, yeah. and uh, one is the subordinate of the other, but is constantly trying to kill him. Yeah, the subordinate is trying to constantly uh, kill his superior. Um, the prizes, you get like various original prizes, pouches, bookmarks, that sort of thing. They uh, show you what you can get. But I'm just going to... Is there a plushy gorilla? No, there's not a plushy gorilla, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I think they missed out on that one. But it just goes to show how different their theme parks are to ours. The fact that they tried to keep it in keeping with the the idea of the show in the first place. That sounds more like a school fit kind of thing. You know, like... You know where you throw a gun at something, or yeah, yeah. But I don't think in any, you know, in something like Funhouse, you know, with Pat Sharp, there was never a, a, a never an opportunity to shoot shoot Pat Sharp in the crotch. And God knows how many times I wanted to do that. You could, but you have to wait afterwards in the car park. But <laughs> you might get in trouble for that <laughs> with a bazooka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, uh, if they did more of these things, I think more people would go to places like uh, Flamingo Land and uh, Lake Water Valley. Don't really have like a uh, UK equivalent of something that you could do that with, though. Yeah, but we've got legends of like Jack the Giant Killer and stuff like that, don't we? Like go to Doctor Who World where you can shoot Captain Jack and the Captain Pugwash. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't mention <laughs> Captain Pugwash. Those stories apparently aren't true, but it don't matter. <laughs> okay, they may as well be. Hi, this is Private Dick Simmons from the popular web series Red vs. Blue, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Sarge approved. Ben was just moving like he was trying to swim through treacle. And now we're on the movie section. Yes. And where we're talking about modern legends. Yes. Yes, yes we are. Legendary scenes and quotes. You said so, it let's need let, a bit of context. Let, let's establish what we mean by a modern legend. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. a modern legend, uh, in terms of movies, it's a lot more difficult because movies like, have been around. The history of cinema yeah. goes back to the 1880s, so calling it modern... You have to be really specific. From like the 1980s onwards, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, that's that's about fine. I'd say, to be honest, there's some good 80s stuff, but it looks dated now. Yeah. It's, it's less dated than the stuff when they were sort of figuring out CG. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that that stuff never looked... Well, it looked good at the time, like, but... Lawnmower Man now? Oh, God, really? Man. That's <laughs> bad. That's bad. But the 80s, yeah, I think that's what we can classify as modern in the context of movies. We'll change, like, the, the goalposts for every section, but... With movies, but the reason why we're asking uh, scenes 
is I think it's just because the patience is you know not what it used to be when it comes to movie. There's like movies on all sorts of formats. There's like uh, announcements of the movies you're going to be watching for the next five years before even a word one's been wrote on the script. So you know people aren't as they don't you know obsess over like specific movies enough to get them to like a legendary status. But scenes, scenes are something scenes, which people attach as well. Uh, a lot more to, you know. Quotes as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's so many people who know... I mean, the Terminator quote, I'll be back. There's so many people who know that quote, but how many people actually remember the scene? That's a point, that, actually. Yeah. I bet yeah. I remember the scene. You know, it's basically... Uh, when uh, is that are the are we going thing? off the amount of people who have a Scarface poster on the wall, amount of people who can tell you what happens in Scarface, yeah, amount well, of people who don't you know, realise that Scarface yeah. is actually a satire of everything that it's all about. Exactly. Not just a cool 80s movie with violence and exactly. stuff. Exactly. I mean, uh, you know, the the line, say hello to my little friends, people associate that uh, associate that with other things. They don't. There's loads of people who have never watched Scarface and don't know the line is even from Scarface. <laughs> Going back to the I'll be back thing, you know, the scene from the original Terminator, he's at the police station and he, he's basically at the reception for the police station and he just kind of leans on the counter, oh, looks at the guy one, in front it, yeah. and then he says, I'll be back and then walks yeah. out. See, the thing is, that scene itself, not that great. It's nothing no, special. No, I wouldn't say that. But... Like, but that line no, has that, stuck that, with people. I like that scene. You know, he he goes in, goes away, gets a car, drives through the a truck. He uh, gets. gets a truck, yeah. and he he just shoots everybody in the police station. I don't justify it's anybody a, doing that in any way. But as a scene, it, it's it's done really nicely. That's a really cool part. But the, him just going in and saying "I'll be back" isn't like the moment that everyone remembers. Exactly, but it's the line that everyone remembers. Exactly, that's my point. You know, everyone has forgotten the scene itself. So. I think like not just scenes, but quotes as well. Yeah, um, earlier today, we were talking about um, Pulp Fiction. And yeah. well, I was like... That's full of them, though. Oh, that sort um, of stuff. the Royal with cheese um, like part. Yeah. Uh, I was saying that, and it wasn't the moment that we were actually talking about, but it's so ingrained into my head, that one moment. Yeah. Whenever someone talks about Pulp Fiction, I'm like, oh, it must be that moment. Well, it's it's like uh, Seven, What's in the Box? Yeah. What's in the Box? Yeah. You know, these films... Well, uh, it's kind is, of sad about attention span. It can be some the movie up in like one line. You know? Yeah. But, but the thing is, again, just, with that What's in the Box, most people don't know it's from Seven these days. Really? Yeah, there's loads of people who you who uh, who have what used to think it's stuff like you know a deal they, or no they, deal. No, they just think they just <laughs> know. It, oh, that would be a twisted episode of <laughs> deal or no deal if that was what was in the box. Is that? Oh, um, it's my wife's head. <laughs> I've had oh, a, spoilers for. A, <laughs> I haven't seen seven now. Oh, come on. I have had. I'm waiting till uh, I'm catching up. I need to see six first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I imagine people do believe that as well. That, I've had conversations <laughs> with a guy. Who believed that was from Borderlands? Because in Borderlands it, it, oh, 2, yeah. it might where be do a joke where um, it might be referenced there. Yeah, he yeah. was referenced, um, but they thought that's where it was from. That's quite. But sad. of course, I was making the reference from Seven because I've seen the movie. Yeah. But they thought, oh, it must be a Borderlands Two reference because that's when I where I know it from. Well, I used to do that. Like, those stuff I was convinced was from Looney Tunes or from The Simpsons because they were referencing something that I'd never seen. So that well, joke, to me, the first they were very They were very good yeah. at that, though. Looney I mean, Tunes the, and The Simpsons. Stuff, this stuff that goes on, it goes on, like, loads even now. <laughs> you know, um, I'm trying to remember where it was from. You remember in The Lion King where, uh, where 
Timon and Pumba, and uh, Timon's going, "Don't call him Pig." Yeah, and he's like, "You called that's him Pig. Mr. Pig." You know, they call me Mr. Pig. Does anyone actually know where that's from? They call me Mr. Pibs. No, t- Mr. Tibbs. Tibbs. Yeah, yeah from one. in the Mr. heat Pibbs, of the night. Mr. Tibbs. I'm thinking of something else. Yeah. There. <laughs> it's from uh, it's from in the heat of the night, but nobody knows where that's oh, from. Oh, I mean, oh, even oh, when the oh, Lion King oh, came oh, out, oh, oh. except you, okay, <laughs> you. and me, obviously, but nobody else who watched the Lion King. New got well, that reference. Yeah, that's a bad example because you're talking to Lion King, whose target audience is what four to about twelve. Yeah, at the time, <laughs> and you've taken them up and not known that in the heat of the night. What's wrong with you, Rob? You understand what I mean, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. here's Johnny from uh, The Shining. How many people Johnny remember Car- it? Johnny Carson as a TV host? Yeah, exactly. I watch too many extras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but it, they, it seems like to become a legendary scene. You need to be parried to death. Yeah. Because yeah. Parodied. Parodied. Yeah, yeah here's the, the film critic answer, but the scene from uh, every sort of parody movie where it's got like a baby cart going down a, like, a really long flight of stairs, oh, yeah. Yeah. which has been done in everything. It's from an old yeah. Russian movie called Battleship Potemkin. <laughs> but that's like from the 18, 1920s or something, so that doesn't really count as not like modern. But same rule applies. You know, that scene is legendary because of how much it's been parodied. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's that scene or the idea. Like, it's more copying that idea for things yeah. than it is uh, that people, scene. People at this point may be copying the copy. They've never seen the original. Yeah, there is a lot of that, I bet. Yeah. Well, everybody can't have seen everything. That's the defence of that. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, you know that E.T. scene with the glowing finger and uh, everything like that? Well, which ouch. Is, you know, the whole scene. kind of... Uh, play on the Michelangelo. Oh no! I'll, 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 you know. Oh, but that's like classical referencing. That's, that's no. But how many people have now referenced that ET scene with the glowing finger? Which the ouch one or I'll always the ouch one? The ouch one. Ah, oh, I hate that second one. Actually, Such a bloody modelling film. They all get mixed up. He reaches out and goes, "ET phone home." Yeah, like that. That's not the right scene. But yeah. still, it's get a become, mobile ET. Get a mobile. It's like, get the world. It's an a iconic. Two iconic scenes melded together into one, because it's E.T. call um, phone home and the him reaching out with the finger. Right. But the, the stuff I get what you mean that like the the parody is almost a mark of if a scene was memorable. Yeah. In and so like in a way is stuff like the scary movie franchise almost a mark of like you've made it, you got in there. Well, that's a messy thing because like Scream was a parody of uh, slashes. Yeah, pretty and much, then yeah. yeah, like a scary movie parody, and then, then sc- scary movie come out, and it was a parody of a parody. I don't know what that's supposed to be. But it's just such a weird idea. But the later scary movie films where they started parodying every film, yeah, where yeah, they'd have a Matrix yeah. reference just so they had a Matrix reference. It's like the, yeah. the movie movie is a disaster movie, that another date movie, that yeah. sort of thing. Oh, it's so horrible. <laughs> but we're talking about stuff which is like eighties and nineties. What about now? What about stuff from now? Is there anything from now which will sort of become like that? Do you think? I- I think there's a few films that I think only because they're doing something that not no one else has, or no one else they're doing something in a slightly different way. Right. Yeah, because if I put on um, if I put on Anchorman, I'm not really going to get that same sort of experience from anything else. Yeah, um, as much as they tried it for the sequel. I mean, know. there's little throwaway lines again though that from modern movies. I mean, you know the shawarma line from uh, from Avengers? Avengers. You know where it is? Do you guys fancy a shawarma? Do you know how much swarma sales went up? I can imagine that. Yeah. And, and that turned into a meme on its own. Do you guys fancy us? Whatever. 
Well, milk was a wrong, was a bad choice. Yeah, that's, that's the classic one. <laughs> Never drink milk on a warm day. Yeah, <laughs> especially over Tash. <laughs> you just look a fool. Yes, yes, you do. But otherwise, though, I don't think there is much that's sort of uh, iconic because of what we say. Like all of this stuff is referencing like par- like uh, legendary scenes. Yeah, there's no everybody's doing that, and there's no real originality in the crafting of scenes. Uh, They're all it, sort of aping what they've already well, seen, well, I mean, and either like it, a referential way or like a. It seems like modern oh, stuff, uh, especially for films, comes out uh, via the internet with either people parodying it or doing something like that. Um, <clears throat> like the "My Name Is Jeff" thing in uh, Twenty Two Jump Street, yeah, things like that. But. The problem is because it's Heffy. part of that internet like meme culture, it'll slowly go away. Yeah. Well, it's just too much out there. So sometimes the stuff that the internet's perpetuated longer than the lifespan of the film that I assumed it would be. Yeah. Um, stuff like the Lorax. There's still <laughs> fandoms going for that. Yeah. <laughs> that is just like, but why? Yeah, and to tell you the truth, the the movie it wasn't bad, but it was nothing special. But well, you find that though with movies that you consider nothing special, there's going to be some kind of hardcore fandom for it. Um, it, it it's just one of those things that just happens. People like what they like. People like Howard the Duck. Yeah, I need no. to say anymore. <laughs> Tell the truth, the new comics apparently really good. Oh yeah, but the movie was oh, a car yeah, crash. The, the movie was. Oh yeah, the movie was an abomination. That, I watched that, it. That I watched that. Killed f- comic. I watched that far too young. Movies. How many people, if, just going back to Pulp Fiction for a second, how many people copied the whole Bible quotation bit? Well, everybody, every time uh, a Quentin Tarantino movie is launched, about two years after it, every good idea has been ripped off. Yeah. You know. But then again, Quentin Tarantino is a bit of a rip-off merchant himself. Yeah. I got it in there. <laughs> I'm missing a beat there. <laughs> Yeah, well, guaranteed anything he does do well will be plastered over bedroom walls for the next five yes. years. Oh, yeah, yes. that's true. It's, it's his dialogue that he should have remembered for nothing else, I don't think. Uh, one thing, do you think some movies are going to become sort of legend and be remembered because of how bad they were? It's like, Could I'm, be. Yeah. I, I guess I'm that's thinking, a kind of immortality, yeah. Um, I mean, look at uh, The Room. Yeah. yeah. With yeah. Uh, Tommy Wiseau. God, yes, yeah. yes. I, I still see... Gifts of that everywhere. I still see. So it's like Sharknado yeah, isn't going away. Sharknado, we did a story on four panel. Archie that, versus Sharknado. Yeah. I don't know if a Sharknado will get there because it's just sort of spawned so many exactly the same type of movies. I said that shows its power. I know, but it's just kind of got lost in the mix, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I said things like Trolls, Troll 2. Yeah. They're eating her. Then they're going to eat me. Oh, my well, God. Well, it's like the line from uh, <laughs> the second Mortal Kombat movie. I can't remember it, which is the worst delivery. <laughs> now you will die, too. <laughs> sort of delivery. I think it was Melina to her. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think that was the scene. It's just Welcome so to bad. die. <laughs> so bad, the, the level of acting in that. To be honest, the first Mortal Kombat film, not bad for what it is. It's okay, yeah, it stands up, yeah. you know, as a dumb action movie. But the second one is just kind of 
yeah, we don't care anymore. Let's just do stuff. And then there's Street Fighter. Oh, I, I actually, wasn't oh, in God, like the no. end of Mortal Kombat there was like a clear animation fight yes. with dinosaurs? No, that's in the second one. Yeah, the, I don't care. Why Because for weird. some reason they have to teach him an animality so he can fight Shao Kahn and they, they do like they go all Harryhausen for a bit and it's yeah. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, is this with like the dragon and the various uh, and the tiger and stuff like that? I only half remember that. I didn't actually think it was real. I just yeah, thought... it, 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 it was like really bad claymation and if they'd actually done done it as power rangers i would have i would have enjoyed it more but they insisted on like really bad claymation just put a guy Did, in a rubber suit didn't they have like garo in that as that sort of bad claymation no no he was no. a full suit in the first yeah. one yeah oh, uh, oh showed, yeah i remember yeah they showed him it was like a jim henson kind of uh yeah the thing. thing is that worked yeah. yeah that actually worked and if they'd done that uh, done that then great but no they went full claymation they didn't need to no it doesn't actually the yeah, there's he, nothing he in the source material that like, suggests this was a good idea. Okay. Uh, Favourite legendary scenes or scenes that you think will become well, legendary for Pickle Geek, I think? I don't know. Um, I was going to go with quotes. Nah, it's kind of boring. Well, no, quotes... Uh, you can include quotes in quartz, it. Quotes and scenes, I'd say. Broaden it out so you have the option. Your favourites that exist are the one that you think will become it. Yeah. You know. Favorite set exist or uh, scenes and quotes that exist or will become legendary. Uh, Drive, I think. Dr- you. <laughs> Drive has a lot of scenes in there that even now are pretty legendary. You know, like the scenes where it's just him driving and there's no like sound like accompaniment that oh. has been taken by so many things. Because we've said that like you know legendary becomes when you're parodied. And that mm. alone has been parodied so much. Oh, yeah. What I was going yeah. to say was the uh, the elevator scene in. Drive. Yeah, he got in touch with Gaspar Noé to find out how to do a convincing head stomping for that. <laughs> so, fair play on you. <laughs> Very good scene. I don't know if that's legendary, though. A head stomping. Uh, I think it's it's legendary because it sticks with you. Because it's, no, just, that's just, that's, it's such that's, a shock moment. That's shocking, though. Not legendary, you know, surely. But it sticks with you. Yeah, but sometimes like, that that's pretty badass. Yeah, it, you can't choose what's remembered. Nah, I suppose not. But there's just so many similar scenes, that's all I was thinking. Yeah. Well, when you say head stomp, I immediately think of American History X. That's what I was thinking as yeah. well. Maybe it was a reference to that. I don't know. <laughs> that other people then? Hmm. We've got Drive Down. What's I'm that look sure. for, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to think. Oh, right, that's your thinking face. I <laughs> see. He's got resting dirt face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, going, f- that's like now, but going forward, uh, well, yeah, yeah, that one, but, uh, legendary, uh, scenes from, like, since the 80s, so, uh, and there's quite a few scenes, it, not from movie, but from TV, from, um, yeah, Breaking right. Bad, that I think would be remembered. Oh, Lord. It's just, like, mainly because of the gifts and rolling in money. Well, I mean, that's a good one. <laughs> and the T-shirts. Oh my god, the T-shirts. Yeah, I was going to make that point. Like, if if you can put like a slogan or something on that, like reference from the film on a T-shirt, then it's like, yeah, you solve. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's, uh, that's the that's solid. That's, yeah, I, I know people. Um, who... Prime example of that is from Toy Story to Infinity and Beyond. Yeah. Well, um, no, I think like the man who knocks in Heisenberg have yeah. totally dwarfed that. One I remember quite fondly, especially being plastered on t-shirts, was uh, super bad, like I'm muck-loving. That became like a really that, popular... Yeah. passed out pretty yeah. quick though. We've not seen one of those in years. Yeah. 
think yeah. it's because it burns uh, up. Uh, yeah, things we don't see anymore, like vote for Pedro t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God we don't see that anymore. <laughs> Bloody Napoleon Dynamite. Ugh. Horrible film. I'm going to dig a t-shirt out just to annoy you now. Oh, thank you, Ben. That means a lot. <laughs> I, I don't own one, so I'm going to have to find somewhere that sells them still. That's commitment. <laughs> You're going to need a bigger boat? Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Isn't that like 70s? Uh, yeah, it was actually. I think it's like 76 or 74. No, it was Jaws and it was the year I was born, 75. You was old. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> okay. 80s then. Our modern stuff, you know, modern stuff mm. that you will think will become that. I do agree with Breaking Bad, though. That is a good car. That is yeah. pretty much legendary already, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know anyone who hasn't heard about it. And like, even kids are like, oh, I know what Breaking Bad is. They haven't seen it, but they know it. And you no, go just, into just, HMV and buy they, a plethora of... I don't know what the show is. They're just cooking meth in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. Well, from like, Peter's on so if we're, talking, if we're talking modern Actually, classics... Actually, did you hear about that? Actually, oh, sorry, Dave. But did you hear about the story that um, they've had to tell people to stop throwing yeah, pizzas on the roof this. of the Breaking Bad house? Yeah. Because the person who actually lives there is getting annoyed. <laughs> I can imagine. Well, at least his house is tasty. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Dave. Right. If we're talking like modern modern legends, modern classics, like is this things we'd want to show people like further down the line? Well, no, w- things that people are just going to remember. They've basically entered the collective uh, pop culture consciousness. Well, I suppose you well, could uh, put that quote on it. Like, if you're going to introduce somebody to a movie, you start with the legends first. Then from yeah. now, yeah, that works too. I'd yeah. s- I'd say of the past ten years, I'd say like, uh, well, maybe of the past twenty years that like. The Lord of the Rings franchise has definitely been something that's definitely entered the pop culture. Like it has, yeah. there's totally. no doubt in that. That yeah. it, it totally has. It's, it's still a spectacle that's kind of unmatched it, it, I for agree, what it does. I, I it, agree it, with it, you. It's not, got, it's not got anything which will date it. All the effects is sort of com- like uh, added on by CG, but it's all practical. No, I, I, I agree with you. So I definitely I'm just not say happy was, about it. I, I, I can't, I can't disagree with you. It doesn't make me happy, but I can't disagree with you. That's the Hobbit that you got a problem with. Nothing wrong with Lord of the Rings. No, the except Hobbit. for the very, very, very long slow motion ending. What's so? <laughs> Just finished after the first one. <laughs> after the first ending. It's not slow motion. You've got the, the, it, it, the, the end of Return of the King. You've got the button stuck down there, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I do admit the ending of Return of the King is like when you've got relatives over and they won't leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they just keep on coming I, in. I and you're like, no problem with the Lord of the Rings. Like, I, I should get off now. Yeah. But one last thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, like talking I, I to was, them on the phone. I was, yeah. <laughs> I, I was fine with Lord of the Rings all the way up until that point. I had no problem with Lord of the Rings, and then they did that. And I just went, right, I'm out. Yeah. Tell the truth, if you watch that scene alone, it's the creepiest thing ever. <laughs> just with Gandalf laughing at the background as more people come in the room. Oh, and like, oh, oh. And then more laughing. I'm like... Is this a cult? (laughs) (laughs) I think it is, Ben. I think you're right. (laughs) Anybody else? Or can we wrap up movie section? One scene... uh, Actually, there's a couple of quotes that I can think of. Uh, um, You only had one of them. I see dead people. Yeah, that's probably a really good one. That that film's kind of been forgotten a lot. The film's been forgotten, but the quote... The the, the, the work of the Shemalian film has become so laughable. But you the quote... Yeah, that one quote alone yeah. is sticks around. The film itself, I don't know many people who still remember what it is. Well, it's mm. like the it's like the Dirty Harry one. Uh, I've forgotten which uh, Dirty nobody Harry ever, movie. Uh, nobody can actually quote right. You everybody know, always gets uh, it wrong. Go ahead, make my day. 
There's no punk. No punk. Hey, there is no punk in that. People think that they say punk, but they're wrong. No, there is no, uh, there is no punk in it. And, you know that that's a different quote entirely. I'm talking about "Go Ahead, Make My Day," which yeah, was no, from that, the that, '80s Teddy Harry movie. I will say, can it be legendary when people keep on getting it wrong? I think that in a way, that's part, like you know when you Xerox something enough that like it loses resolution. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's like Chinese whisper quotes. Yeah. I mean, what about something like, you know, I, I will look for you, I will find you, I will kill you from Tekken? Is that Again, good? it's another one that's been killed by its sequels. Yeah, I agree with it, that. If it was just one movie, then yeah, I would agree with you 100%, but Tekken 2 and 3, come on. Yeah, that that seems like a shame that it was a good movie. It was nothing amazing, but people caught on to it. If it wasn't, if the sequels hadn't come out, it would probably go down, but because of the sequels, everyone sort of forcefully forgotten it yeah like in terms of spectacle in terms of like i think that like guardians of the galaxy if it wasn't connected to the marvel universe would have a better chance at becoming like a classic i agree with that yeah i don't know something about the marvel universe it's looked down it's the best exactly that's like if if the new star wars wasn't coming out guardians of the galaxy is like our generation star wars yeah, yeah. actually there's a, there's well, quite you know, a few memes correct. that came out of guardians I mean, oh yeah there was the there was the nothing goes over my head i have excellent and then put whatever you want after that yeah hey everybody this is billy west from futurama hi how you doing i hope you're doing lousy because i'm doing lousy and i don't want anybody to be happy if i'm not happy now get me a sandwich with maggots on it Hi, this is Zeb Brannigan. You're listening to The Geek Show. We are talking about modern legends, and we're into the video games section. So, yeah, turn of the century, because yeah, things from the 90s are already legendary. quickly, yeah. really. And yeah. the industry is not as old as And unlike, uh, unlike movies, you can pick up a movie from 10 years ago and put it in your, uh, in your DVD player and play it. And the thing is, because the longevity of actors, you know, most actors will be around for around 60 years... You'll actually know who's actually in the movie. Well, it doesn't matter. Have a good that, I mean, idea. The only films that genuinely age are the ones that try to have very of the time things about them. So yes. if it's eighties and you have all the fashion, or like something like that, it ages it. But otherwise, movies don't really age. With video know? games, though, what what games, what characters are we going to remember in say fifty years' time? Let's just have the one little caveat that things that existed before the turn of the century. So Solid Snake doesn't exist. He's already basically a legend. Yeah, Mario is already apparently as recognisable as Mickey Mouse across the globe. Mario is recognisable, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's just, that's just, no, they've said he's up there with Mickey. So no, he's, no, I, I, he's not like I'm what we're saying talking that, about. Um, not, uh, let's, let's, he's not what they're trying. What let's we're brush them about. under the carpet you and know, forget them. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, there's a lot of effort going into trying make these characters. I don't, I don't know personally with well, I mean, because. Um, the, the design, they had to work with a lot less sort of capabilities in the, the game design, so they had to make the the qualities of the characters much more striking. But now you got like super technology, and you make everything photo real. There's nothing really all that memorable about the photo real. I, I know think. what you mean that like the, the strive for realism means that there's like less yeah. uh, outlandish designs, less like it's like a blue a blue hedgehog that's striking, that's memorable. Yeah. But a guy in sort of camo. With, like, a skull mask on. So, um, That's not really anything, is it? I think designs of certain stuff have become legendary now. I completely... F- I used to think of an assassin as, like, a ninja. Mm. Like, dressed yeah. in black with, like, a sword and stuff and hiding and so. I now think of a guy in a white hood. 
Is that just because it's been beaten over your head since like 2004 with one every year? Could partly, be about as well. Partly, partly yeah. but it, it is sort of, it's changed the idea of what a thing is. Thing is, are yeah. people going to remember individual games or characters from Assassin's Creed in the future? Are they just going to remember Assassin's Creed as a franchise, as a thing? And remember, like, Ezio. I don't think they remember it. Ezio, but... It'll be the, like, the Ezio's image... Ezio's probably I, in more, been in more Assassin's Creed games than anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. The image of what that is will be remembered as Ezio, but... If I will remember one the character would be remembered from Assassin's Creed, I think it would be Ezio. He was the most charismatic, he was the most interesting. Yeah, he well, was the only charismatic better. character. Yeah. Well, I, think, <laughs> I, I, I think Assassin's Creed <laughs> is going to be Mario? He's yeah. great. Oh, yeah. He's, his introduction is, it's a me, Mario. Yeah. When it's great. But he's not Super Mario, so he doesn't count. Um, yeah. No, he was pretty good, though. Yeah. Yeah. That was just. Uh, that still holds as one of the best moments in games, just when he comes like, it's me, Mario. I'm like, <laughs> That's good. It just—it's all sort of taking the mick of its own, like, yeah, yeah, games itself. But I mean, like I said, Assassin's Creed. I think the franchise is going to be remembered, but that's pretty much it. I don't think, as you said earlier, Dave. I don't think anyone's going to remember Brotherhood. It's a, I, I think it, the concept of what an assassin is has changed mm. because of that series. But I think people are trying to make the next the next big franchise, the next big memorable thing that's going yeah. to last 10 years, yeah. 15 years, 20 years. Yeah. Well, um, so I don't know. When was Devil May Cry? PS2, 2002, something like that. Yeah, because I think Dante is one of those characters who will be remembered in the future. You see, the possibly. thing that I think so ruined that is I think when they tried DMC. to reboot it, yeah, they shot themselves in the knee because that was like the company saying, oh, "This there, character's yeah. not legendary enough to." Well, yeah, no, it's carry just on. they were trying to put their own spin in it. I don't think that's what they were. But I mean, the thing is, you know. in terms of Devil May Cry, you had Devil May Cry one, two, three, uh, four is a thing as well. Don't forget four. Yeah, four. Yeah, well, four's, four's getting a HD. Well, yeah, no. let's oh, call oh. it a HD re-release. On really, next yeah. gen. Yeah, oh, that was rubbish. That one. Four is a thing oh, as well. Second half of well, the thing is good. It also has <laughs> yeah. like a manga series. It has an anime series, um, which was was actually well, not as bad as passable. people thought. It was passable. I mean, um, Hideki Kamiya, the guy who mm. uh, did the first Devil May Cry game. Yeah. Um, arguably, the the character he did after that could be considered a a modern classic. Uh, Bayonetta. I don't think she's been in enough games. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think she's been in enough yet. I, 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 I she's, she's got everything that could be iconic. But yeah, too much. What she's, what she's been in has been very high quality. What she's been no in has there. been very quite high quality. But I think the pro, I think Never the problem the is one, exposure. The first a lot more people amazing. were exposed to Devil May Cry over a period of time. There's not as not been as many people exposed to Bayonetta. Um, I know they've got it's, the Bayonetta it's, it's, movie it's, as well. It's going but back to what we're saying really... again, though. It's just a matter of games. When Bayonetta's yeah. been in five games, then I think you could sort of compare them fairly. Yeah. But I think two it's against still, five, I think it's, it's not really. I think it's early days for Bayonetta. But, but you we, are right. When it's... we said with movies that like classics can be ruined by... If they stood on their own, they'd be a classic, but yeah. the fact they have sequels ruins it. Yeah. Is that almost the opposite with games? It can be, because... Um, I mean, if Please you don't sequelise Last of Us. No. I'm just saying that. If you look at the history of Metal Gear, right, starting off with Metal Gear back on whichever console it was on, and then you had Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, and then you had Metal Gear Solid, um, it wasn't until Metal Gear Solid that people started taking the franchise seriously. 
So you, basically, for for Bayonetta to be as recognised as Dante, she's got to go out and be in like all no, the no. crossover games. She's got to expose no, no, herself. No, 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 no. Or... I think I think by the third game, if if they do a third Bayonetta game, we'll but know whether that, it's going to work or not. Does that like does that say that um, games that are standalone, like The Last of Us? We're not. No, 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 no. That's not saying that at all. Because the last, uh, because Bayonetta well, is the. Uh, let's put it this way: the titular character is Bayonetta. She, the game is named after her. The Last of Us isn't named after the lead characters. You know, it's like Uncharted is uh, Uncharted isn't. Uh, you know, there's only one Uncharted uh, in the Uncharted titles. It actually has Drake's name in the title, doesn't it? More Drake's fortune. Yeah, yeah Drake's fortune in the title. But would you say that uh, Drake is going to be a character who's going to be remembered? Not really. Exactly, Just another guy because people will remember Lara Croft. They won't but remember Drake. I, I, that doesn't really extend to Bayonetta, Rob. Like, no, what I'm the saying is Bayonetta has the, Bayonetta is what very, I'm, very What I'm saying is Bayonetta has the potential to be a legend, but it's too but early to does tell. It, does a character I think need the third game? Is what's the important? Does a character need to be the standout thing for it to, for something to go down a legend? I suppose. No, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, I'd agree it, with that. Yeah, yeah. Most people don't even know the name of the character in uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Does he have a name? Ico. No, it's the same. Is it not Ico? Um, well, it's the his, same in the, his in semi-official name is Wanda. Is yeah. it Wanda? Yeah. Oh God, yeah, yeah. And the continuity is the Ico well, guy, but yeah. he's not the Ico guy. He's never. It's never said in game, so you yeah. don't. You don't know it. You just play as. So it's a self-insert. Yeah. Sort of. If I was wearing a poncho, it is a well, thing. It's, like it, it's exactly it, the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Is that sort of bear eagle thing? From Shadow Look, no, the uh, last whatever yeah. it's called. Is he legendary? Because he kind of is already. Uh, Just off the trailer. The, oh, from the, Last Guardian. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah. He's basically yeah. legendary and he's been in nothing, but yeah. that trailer <laughs> has yeah. such a reputation. He can't well, be anything I mean, but a legend. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Just going back to the Bayonetta point, using the first Devil May, oh. first three Devil May Cry games uh, just as a jumping off point, that's why I'm saying the third game is, prob- is probably the one that, for me, will make my decision is this going to be a legend or not. Because Devil May Cry won. Well, luckily, the third game is really good for Devil May Cry. The second game... Was awful. Yeah, yeah and yeah, this is my broken, point. Broken. Thankfully, Bayonetta isn't the same. That's Not, why, yeah. you know, that's why I'm saying, yeah, I'm withholding judgment till the third game, because the third game, I think, will cement it. Well, it's got a reputation. It's like the first game was amazing. I've not played the second one, but it looks like it continues that. The second that. game yeah. really, like, fixes. Yeah. I didn't, it, there it, wasn't it, anything it, wrong with uh, the first, uh, to be honest. Uh, uh, there's things that, like, when you play the second one, you'll go... I'm glad they changed that. Yeah, okay. It was only a problem once you find once you've uh, played yeah. the fixed version. But so, um, what about uh, just Rob? You point out Metal Gear didn't really get its going till the third game. Yeah, but that's because they completely changed what they were doing. Yeah, I it was know, different uh, technology as well. It was different technology as well. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is, when you upscale that uh, after Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid was the third game. Yeah. You know, Metal Gear Solid. If we don't count that, Metal Gear Solid three, three, you know, was is still considered the best of the Metal Gears on you know the early PlayStation. Debatable, but it's really good. Exactly. Each of their own. Everybody has their own answer. You know. You know. Um, so all I'm saying is because Metal Gear, because when you look at it, um, Ground Zeroes were. I wouldn't say it was the sixth game. Phantom Pain is going to be like the sixth game. Well, they're calling it five. Yeah, they're calling but, it five. Uh, but you know. what about? Franchise about rising. What about franchises not, with like multiples, <laughs> like multiple characters? I mean, there's no doubt, and anybody anybody can never doubt that Resident Evil is a legendary franchise. Well, Ryu and Ken from Street Fighter are pretty much. Oh, well, but, but yeah, that's but, but Resident from, Evil. Yeah. That's like yeah, from before. It's like the, going back to like the late eighties, early nineties. But Resident Evil, 
legendary, no doubt, but it has no real character that you've got a pin on as the... Wesker. The thing is, and Leon's Valentine. I believe that Jill, Val- Jill Valentine. Everyone knows him. I, I think Jill Valentine over Chris Redfield. Yeah, because he was just just a, just a beefcake, uh, just a pair of biceps. Well, yeah. he changed game to game. Yeah, yeah, it seems like more people are fans of Leon Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. Leon He's Kennedy got the fringe, man. because He's got of number four. He sort of put he, himself in a yeah, state. I think position. more so than. Resident Evil, I think uh, the one game that her, that cemented its kind of legendary status, but as a place, was Silent Hill. Well, as a character, I'm just going to put everyone out there. Everyone's seen Pyramid Head. I was going to say, the, yeah, the game's bro- the game's broken. Yeah, but yeah, the best games are broken. If you say it's like Silent good. Hill, people automatically know exactly what you're talking about. They'll just think the mist and the fog. <laughs> they won't actually think any sort of design. That's what's going <laughs> to remember about that game, you know. No, but that's what I mean. It, it, people know exactly what you're talking about. Being sarcastic like, there, but that is true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know it's true. But what I'm saying is, people will know if you say it's like Resident Evil. People, are, people will get a bit confused. They might say, "Which Resident Evil are you talking about?" You know. But if you say it's like Silent Hill, people automatically know what you're talking about. I don't know. You don't need just, just qualify with the good one. Yeah, yeah. But the good two, yeah. one and two, are good. Number three and four, good. Not as good. And they're not as good, but, but they're still the be- good. Better than those ones that yeah, follow. It's that. not downfall or homecoming. Yeah, true. So if you say, "Oh, it's like um, Silent or Origins Hill, or Shattered homecoming. Memories," like, "Oh, Shattered <laughs> Memories isn't too bad." So, like, we were talking about mimetic things in films earlier. Yeah, like the the scenes, the quotes. The we do have some games that are becoming that. I'd say more people are aware of the the mimetic stuff about Portal than have played Portal. Yeah. I'll agree with you on that. More one, people totally. can quote lines from it than have even played the game. Just going back to a point, I don't know whether this will be true, but will Isaac Clarke's mask become legendary? Because design-wise, it's 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 pretty classic, you know. It's on all buildings everywhere. I didn't realise this, <laughs> but as like a in his line cutter as well. That's a we're talking about weapons becoming legendary, but that's going to become a legendary weapon. His line cutter because it's an yeah, awesome weapon. Yeah. But as a character, yeah, no, See, not really. Is, I think the Lancer's more memorable than the majority of the yeah. characters. Thing is, the Lancer. Uh, the, you're talking about the Lancer from Gears of War. Yeah. I've yeah. seen similar weapons in Warhammer for years. Oh yeah, chainsaws. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. chainsaws with guns on. You know, well, it, 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 best. <laughs> I think that's the reason why Lancer. It's when you use it, the blood like splatters all over the screen. Like yep. that's. I know. It, it's that. just because Warhammer has been around for so long. People look at Gears of War and go, "You nicked that, mate. You nicked that idea." Different worlds, though. Different worlds. Yeah, it's yeah. different worlds. But... Except, like he, as much as Warhammer had it, he didn't bring it into the mainstream. Warhammer's got its own little community, and exactly. it's sort of shut into that. But Gears of War took. What it was, was massive. Quite, yeah, it, it came quite mainstream. This was the first introduction to this sort of idea a lot of the general public had. Even it's just that big that the adverts had Gears of War become legendary. Yeah. Mm. That's, you know, not comparable to Warhammer in any way, I don't think. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this the other day. The um, teaser trailers aren't as interesting as they used to be because I was watching the Batman versus Superman one where it just shows suits and logos and I'm like this is boring yeah it's a pretty new invention and, for movies and then I was looking at remembering the old Gears of War for the first one um, where he's like running through the building and the sad songs playing and yeah. he jumps through the window and then there's the big I, that's, that's what I was on about actually yeah. Yeah, yeah like that is a great teaser and 
got you so excited for the game as well. Yeah. Well, did a really good job. Moving away from that, what about things like RPGs? Final Fantasy X. Well, I think it's hard to call RPG. It, like, Legendary seems to be like a consensus thing. Yeah. But RPGs don't really have a consensus. It's well, much more niche, I think. I, I don't, no, I, don't no, I, think, I disagree. Um, I think Final Fantasy X was where it was most at the mainstream, where like... Yeah. Uh, like seven, eight, nine gained a lot of audience with the mainstream yeah, things, and then ten um, came out, and because of the story and the fact that you know, uh, even though they won, they didn't technically win at the end. But it became a firm favorite, and it was it was advertised like quite a lot on mainstream yeah. TV. There was like trailers for it. That, yeah, that it was it was a fairly big. Okay, it, it is. It's probably the most memorable of the recent Final Fantasies. Yeah, in for good reasons. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to disagree with that. Uh, pick up the geek then. Okay, he's having a a map that has become unforgettable. Rainbow Road. He is secured as a nightmare in most gamers' worlds. You're on about from uh, Mario Kart. Yeah, it's like you cannot mention that without people going, "Oh no, oh <laughs> flashbacks." Oh. <laughs> Oh. That does depend on whether they played Mario Kart, though. I, I had no idea what you were talking about. Loads of people who have never played Mario Kart. I played it on the N64 and before that, but not since. The N64 even had a Rainbow Road. That's going and, back a long and, time, and it was horrible. It's going back a long time, now. <laughs> uh, pick of the Geek, then. Favourite character, weapon, level, whatever. Or that you think just would, game. That would become legendary, you know. Yeah. Deservedly or not. Well, yeah, like, yeah, because there's some like critical. Like, there's some stuff that I'd say this deserves to become <laughs> legendary, but it will never because it doesn't. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, it's obvious. But the Master Chief, the guy's yeah, yeah. obviously going to be a legend. Well, I I can't I can't disagree with you. Like he, he's at the point where he is a legend. It's to the point that. They won't let him die. But almost, there's there's barely anything to him. Yeah. I know you, you probably can argue, like, all this plot, but basically, he's a guy in armour. Very generic yeah. design on him. The thing know. is, I, I wouldn't say generic, he sort of, it's sort of... It, it's going, going back to Warhammer, itself. he is just a space marine. Yeah. He's become iconic. Yeah, yeah the, the look has become iconic. Just jumping out, bouncing off what Ben said, I've got to say, Shepard from Shepard. Mass Effect... Well, well, can it that's be, weird. That like, can, can be iconic, uh, an insert character be iconic? Can a creator character be iconic? I think so. Yeah, I don't know uh, that, because uh, the thing is, the story in because your version of Shepard, you can make yeah, him whatever you want is, to be. You can make him whatever you want to be, but the uh, in the overall narrative, you got an idea of what happens to Shepard in the universe of Mass Effect, especially mm. with all because like Halo, like the Halo franchise, there's all sorts of other additional <laughs> bits of content that fit into the universe of Mass Effect. Tell you the idea of Shepard, like just him and what he did, or her and what she did. Yeah, it's gonna be remembered. I think. Yeah, exactly, and that—that's the point. It's whether it's gonna be remembered or not. And then, addition they made in the third one made what became an iconic weapon, the Omni Blade. Yeah, like I don't know a person who doesn't think that's badass. Well, no idea what it is. If if in fifty years we open a history book Mm. and we have to look at uh, we have to look at what the biggest influences, what's caused the biggest things, I'd say that we'd have to look at World of Warcraft as being a classic of the modern era. Yeah. I mean, whether you enjoy it or not, it's definitely been the biggest success in MMOs 
Oh, absolutely. How long has it been? been going now? It's been going 10 years. Yeah. No RPG, MMORPG can last that long without, you know, gaining some sort of status. Well, and I mean... Yeah, it's hard to disagree with. Uh, like, I, I can't disagree with you. I mean, just, well, again, bouncing to. off what you've said. It's impossible to. In yeah. terms of, in terms of uh, player-developed MMOs, as in player-controlled MMOs, I think Eve will be remembered for that. And, uh, because much, well, it's completely different. Eve will be remembered by the people who remember Eve. Now, Eve will be remembered as being kind of the the space sim for uh, the space sim to play for the last wh- however long uh, it's been around now. As much as I don't like the the game or anything about it, really, but the characters from Minecraft, what's it called, Minecraft? Oh, yeah. Not the characters, but the, the des- actual design of what it is. I think yeah. just of how you know the game itself. I think the game itself. I think Minecraft, you'll be Minecraft Steve himself. Despite the fact that no one uses that skin, yeah. is iconic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. things like the creeper um, and just the world in general. Because yeah. as much as I don't like it, it is going to become a legend. Yeah, it's got to be. It's it's now I think the second biggest selling game of all time. Yep, was behind Wii Sports. Yeah, oh, has that changed since then? No, no. Wii Sports is still the top seller. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Yeah, Wii Sports was the number one because uh, they included in their figures. All the ones Packins. that were all the ones yeah. that were packings as well. Alex, Ryan, the you kids got one? better. Uh, I'm going to say something like the uh, a lot of the Bethesda stuff, the more recent like Fallout Three and uh, Skyrim. Uh, not so much like on your actual characters, just like the events and things that happen in the game and the characters that you meet. Like, there's so many stories and like those water cooler stories that you get where you can just go out and just yeah. experience an oh, adventure. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah quickly just one more character that no one's ever going to forget and I don't think the world will ever be allowed to forget Pikachu no Nintendo won that that happened (laughs) the guy's a mascot for football now he's got amusement rides he's got he's up there with Mario and recognisability yeah Um, Yeah. I was going to throw in one that like manages to be a franchise and be good as a classic itself is Bioshock the big daddy the big daddies I agree with you I mean, uh, was it Ryan Gosling was looking at me, uh, trying to get the Bioshock movie off the ground? Yep. So, yeah. That's anyway, a big expense. Big expense, that yep. one. I'm Christopher Sabat, the voice of Roanoa Zorro, and you're listening to The Geek Show on thegeekshow.co.uk.what What up? So, uh, right now we're into our review section. Yes. And uh, we were talking modern classics earlier, but are these games that... And other things that we're going to be reviewing modern classics, or or not? I think the one that Rob's got is going to be remembered. No, no, it's not. But we'll get into that. Titan Souls, it's a latest indie release. It's going to be on Steam, PS4, and Vita. And it's inspired a lot by Shadow of the Colossus in the respect that the game world is just you moving from one boss to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And uh, Dark Souls, in the respect that it's just incredibly, unforgivingly difficult. The conceit is you're a little sort of wanderer with an arrow. One arrow. One, one arrow. arrow. You can shoot it's that a, one arrow. It, it's a and magic you can, arrow. And you can beckon that arrow back, and you're killed in one shot. And the monsters that you are trying to kill also killed in one shot. And the fundamental aspect of it, it's a very trial and error thing. You go through the bosses time and time again until you realise a pattern and you kill them. But it's, also, it's a game which... Because of that formula, I absolutely hate it. But it's a game where it sort of sinks your teeth in. You just you put in so much time and you put in so many deaths that you just want to beat this boss. But 
as much as that is a sort of very good sort of instantaneous pass the pad have a go game, it doesn't really linger because there's no real story, there's no real point. It may as well. There's there nothing was, really to. Isn't of, there a suggestion of a story though? No, at it's one not point really, when, it's when, not when really you start story. when they you start it, getting it, that it's voice. It's a waffer of thin story. Okay. There's nothing to it. There's but, no premise to start off with. You are dropped into this game world without any yeah, sort of yeah. explanation to it. it, it it's. Yeah, it's basically that. You, you, you can have a lot of fun on it with, on a weekend. What are the controls like? Is it it's just it's just you use two buttons: one to roll, or you hold the roll button to run, and the other one is shooting your arrow and beckoning it back. But it's a good weekend's entertainment. All right. But after that, you just kind of get sick of the formula, and you want it to do a little bit more. You want some story. You want them to be some sort of uh, adventuring. There is a degree of adventuring on the level, but it, it's nothing really killer. But for that one weekend, you have a lot of fun. Just if, after if that, anything, no, the no, boss battles, they're, they're excellent boss battles. Oh yeah. yeah. But it's whether you can have a game that's purely that, and I don't think you can. It's mm-hmm. fun while it lasts briefly, but it's a very flash in the pan game. Yeah, we've all been playing it in the office, and we all said that it's a great, like, just pass the pad game, just to sit around. It, it's not really that much fun if you're just playing it by yourself. Oh yeah, you know, it's not really, it's not really the type of also, game that you that you want to play by yourself. If you get it on Vita, it's a great game for the Vita as well. Yep. But if you're going to be, you know, swearing your little face off on the tube, maybe not. But it has that very. Quick, one more time. Quick yeah. aspect, one more time. You know that'd be great for travel on the Vita. But uh, yeah, that's uh, Titan Souls on PS4, PC, and Vita. Right, fantastic. Moving on to Mortal Kombat 10, which Ryan is going to join me on this one. Yep. Um, because Ryan's played the PS4 version, I've played the Xbox One version. Um, so Ryan, what did you think? Well, Mortal Kombat X it follows on from the Mortal Kombat 9, which was essentially a reset. Uh, the sort of went back to, like, the original roots of, like, the story and just brought it up to, like, the modern era. And it's when, uh, like, Neverrealm started to actually get story right in yeah. fighting games. And obviously they followed that up with, like, Injustice. Like, this is how you do uh, add story and also add, like, a fighting game and make it relevant as opposed to just something like Tekken where you just use a certain character, do it, yeah. rounds or something and then that would be it and you'd get a little bit of section I mean, there's, no, a, is a, there's a there's a rost, uh, large roster of characters which oh yeah, is a massive you know, there's 24 playable characters and, and eight of them are brand new yeah and they'll be adding more well, as well some of the brand new ones I find are a little bit um, I like Cassie Cage as a character she's a mixture of Johnny Cage and Sonya Sonya, and Sonya. Yeah. yeah yeah the um, the new villain characters are excellent oh yeah they really well, are uh, the new hero characters are basically I don't know um, I, the I main liked, cast uh, juniors I, I liked Takeda Takashi's moveset I thought he, he Takeda's had a, good you know I thought um, he had a really good moveset but, but uh, you know uh, with the rest of them I agree with you they're kind of vanilla but uh, A plus B equals C characters. Yeah, they yeah. are A plus B equals C characters. Uh, I mean, uh, Cassie and Johnny have the have a very similar groin punch mechanic. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm not even going to talk about Johnny Cage's brutality because it's just no one's going to do that in a one one v one match. Um, but yeah, a large roster of characters. Um, some of them. You know, it's very creative. Been a lot more creative in the design of uh, a lot of them than before. But some of them kind of a bit plain. Yeah, I've well, this. I love the guy that looks like Master Blaster. Yeah, uh, you know, with the uh, the little 
the the girl on his back. Yeah, you know, Master Blaster oh, yeah, from. Oh yeah, uh, I can't remember the name. But I mean, characters <laughs> like uh, Devora's pretty cool. The yeah, spider yeah, but really character cool. characters like Cassie what and ja- the... Jacqueline and even Sonya to a degree. What about the gameplay the, then? They're quite plain. So that's the stuff you that matters. Yeah, the gameplay is the stuff that matters. But there's two ang- There's basically two things to, that are important with the gameplay. The first is the multiplayer gameplay, and the second is just basically the single player. Uh, story mode. Mm. Um, the gameplay is basically you've got three different modes that you that you can uh, that you can use in yeah. combat. We, we, yeah, you said variations. there's twenty four characters. Yeah. In a sense, there's almost like triple that because each character can be played in three different ways. Yeah, um, and some of them aren't that distinct, and some of them are very well, distinct. Uh, the thing is, uh, with them, it wants you, if with a lot of them, if you switch from once once, uh, I'll use the word stance effectively. Well, you can't yeah. switch in battle. You decide before. You decide you, before battle, but. You know, you get different special moves, and some of them even have different normal moves mm-hmm. um, in battle, depending on which mode you've it chosen. It generally favours one aspect. Yeah. So, yeah. like, um, you may trade, like, faster teleports for better fireballs, or... Yeah. That, yeah. Or, I'll on. use Scorpion's example, where he has his uh, ninjutsu, where he gets the ability to use swords, so he's more focused around swords, and then he has, like, his uh, hellfire, so he's using more range. Well, Liu Kang has that healing thing that he can do as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's, which there's, is, loads. Uh, there's loads of different ways. The thing is, it changes the way you play the game, so effectively, for each character, you're having to learn to play the, that character in three different ways to learn what's best, what's most effective. It's a much more patient game as well, it, isn't it's it? It's a lo- much more patient game. Stamina bar. Yeah. Um, it's a much more patient game, but some of the characters are really, really great to play. Some of them are just fantastically fluid. Mm, yeah, yes. um, but one of the things I liked about, uh, I mean, I liked the way they've done, you know, the crypt. I like the new way they've done the crypt. Oh yeah, it's really cool. But do you agree with the uh, the way? Well, you have you've seen that you don't have to unlock the crypt. You can pay twenty dollars to. I don't agree with that. I think you, uh, I don't like that fact uh, at all. But I like the fact that the crypt, you know, uh, when I, uh, you just going into the crypt reminded me of like Eye of the Beholder and those old kind of first person dungeon adventures. Yeah, I, I from, thought exactly the same thing. You know. It's really cool. Um, but uh, uh, the tower, I thought, uh, the tower and the training, I thought was a little bit weak. The training, I know it's taking the idea directly from Injustice Gods Among Us on the mm-hmm. training mode. Yeah. But it just kind of felt, uh, uh, you know, after it felt weak. It felt, it felt like it was just more like, you know, okay, now you know how to kick and punch and jump and dash forward. You're ready to play. And I'm like, well, no, I'm not. Teach me more. Teach me how to do the goddamn fatalities. That's the important thing. <laughs> Sorry? There is a fatality yeah, yeah, training is, yeah. mode. Please yeah, teach me, Sensei, Rob. <laughs> but, but something like... Uh, like like the games like Blaz Blue where they have full yeah. character training modes where yeah, you can yeah. like learn the in depth of mechanics. Exactly. And you know, I think I think with something like this where you've got three different modes for combat, I think it needs a more robust training uh training uh what's the word? Training kind of area mode, mode everything. Uh, see, I agree with you there to a certain extent, but at the same time I don't think it does because I think the good thing is is that the story mode helps you a lot in a way. Uh, you can easily just pause in the story mode and look at how to do uh, combos. And the combos are quite fairly easy to do compared yeah, to certain I, I, w- I will agree with you on that. It's, um, it's not a traditional story mode, however. It's not pick a character and finish the game of it. No, no, no. Because yeah, you go it's through in, different characters in the story mode. Yeah, there's mode. 12 chapters and each chapter you play as a different character. Yeah. And the thing I like about the story mode, and I... I massively disagree with a lot of people about the story mode. Mm. I think the story mode is actually very, very good, uh, especially really for Mortal Kombat. 
Um, I know it's been slated repeatedly by people, but I I think that they're just talking nonsense. A big there is absolutely nothing wrong with the story mode. Is it focuses too much on the cages? That I that I will I will I will you know I will say okay fine, but it's just the beginning and the end where it focuses a lot on the cages. I mean, you have Takeda Takahashi's story, which is basically one entire chapter, and he's the main character in that chapter. It, mm. The fact that the people are saying that because Johnny Cage is the focus of one, uh, of you know like the beginning. And then Cassandra Cage is the focus of the end. All of a sudden, it focuses too much on the cages. Yeah, often in one instance in a chapter, there's often a flashback moment where we'll learn more about the backstory. And I love the fact it goes back to actually flesh out like the characters in this universe. It's exactly. really interesting. Okay, I mean, so uh, closing thoughts? I think this is a brilliant addition to the Mortal Kombat franchise. I mean, the, the fatalities, which is the important thing, that's what everyone wants to know. It is basically just, you know, it, it's violence porn. Through oh, yeah, through. yeah. You know, even just during the fights, it's it reminded me so much of Sniper Elite, with the uh, you know the X-ray shots mm-hmm. of uh, bones breaking and skull shattering stuff like that. Oh, some of the X-ray moves you can pull off in combat. I'm yeah. like, how are you still standing after that? Exactly. I've seen people shoot be shot twice through the eyes, <laughs> and yeah. you're like, are you okay to continue? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, apparently so. Yeah. Quick, anyway, just quick, round, summing it up. Yeah, quick closing heart from me. Uh, the online is pretty cool i like how you can go in and watch other people's matches i like the fact you can rank them as well yeah yeah but uh, the only problem i find that is is that scorpion is probably a little overpowered at the yeah minute. he's definitely it, it seems like he majority needs to be people are just playing scorpion he needs he, to be nerfed he could be spammed a lot right he was broken in injustice as well uh yeah. in number nah, yeah i heard about this but apparently he's, he's even worse now yeah so, um small thing i don't like the fact that you can pay for easy fatalities well, that's not a problem exclusive for this. But that's the, just industry wise. Yeah, he just. I don't like that this microtransaction. You, you can earn is them in the crypt, yeah. but yeah. they're not essential. Like, if you're actually dedicated. I know, but you, you can pay to get an easy input for yeah. them. Yeah. Like, rather than doing an actual. It's not combat. a forced option, though. It's completely optional. Yeah. I know, it's um, But yeah, uh, I think it's a brilliant addition to the franchise. I think it. I think it's taken the franchise in a very, very good direction now. I especially like the more human bits in yes, the story for yeah. Sub-Zero and Scorpion or yeah, Anzo Hisashi and What's-His-Face. But yeah, um, recommendation from us, I think. Yeah, definitely. Right, fantastic. Right, Moving on. so that leaves me 20 seconds to talk about free games. Thanks, guys! <laughs> <laughs> you can't even pronounce those games in 20 seconds. Right, <laughs> Hyper Dimension, Eptunia, Hyper Collection, they're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, and which games are in the Hyper Collection? Uh, I can't read it. I have to mention F2 in here. One, two, and three. Uh, victory, you mean? Victory. <laughs> uh, but hey, it's uh, so close. <laughs> it's the light shining off it. But uh, it's the franchise which is set in the game industry world where there's four uh, parties that represent the four different countries and represent the four different consoles, if you want to read it that way. They're apparently goddesses, aren't and they? And the goddesses, and they refer to themselves as CPUs. There's a lot of, you know, baggage there. But, uh,. The story of the first one is you are Neptune, or she's called herself Nep Nep, and she's got to become a god again and, you know, come uh, address the problems that come together with. It's confusing me, Rob. Neptune not represents Sega, doesn't she? I think so, yes. And that's why she's, like, lost her memory and is out of the. Well, the that's, loop. that's one way I read it, yeah, I didn't think about it like that. Uh, but the first game is. It was made in 2011, and it's the weakest of the three because uh, 
quoting Futurama here. There's a bit in Futurama where Professor Farnsworth says it's not a f- we don't fly with the the uh, the ship. It's the universe moves around it. Yeah. The first game in the dungeon aspect feels a lot like that, where you're just kind of you're not moving the character, you're just kind of changing the angle on where your character's running. Yeah. Uh, the fighting it feels okay, but it's a little bit confusing. You've got like a triangle, circle, and X, and they'll both have like different things, but they'll all have like different numbers of times you can do with it, a combo and it's confused as what it is the first one it's not a great game frankly and a lot of the game is basically you know not a game it's lots of massive, visual novel kind of elements yeah yeah basically and it would be okay if the character it's very very anime the characters uh, Neptune she like in five minute stretches you think oh she's quite funny and then after 40 minutes, like, oh, wow, she's still that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And there's another two games of this? Okay. But, uh, yeah, by the third one, though, I mean, the second one is, is, is much of a muchness, the finding the feet, the, the building on what the foundations of the first one were. But the third one, it's still everything that that one was, but the conceit is you are Neptune and uh, her sister again, and you're sent back in the past to a time before, you know, every, like, the four nations had, a uh, CP, no, a goddess, I suppose you call them, a CPU. Uh, and it plays a lot better. It still has that very much skewed towards lots and lots of walls of text, and the character Neptune is very annoying. I mean, she wants people to call her Neptune or Nepi, or that kind of says it all. Loopaloo. Uh, and one of your friends is, is is the Jugs Akimbo character, because that's all she is. Very <laughs> busty, and lots of fan service through characters like is that. Is that the green eyed one? The green one. Yeah. Yeah. Gravity defying, uh, but the actual game There's part. No gravity of it, in space. The gra- game part of it, it. It's one of these uh, RPGs where you take your character and you run. It's kind of like a link between sort of open air, not open air. It's roaming, sort of free moving RPGs, whereas you set off your characters and you've got to move your character to like the other uh, enemies and, and to fight them like that, mm-hmm. which creates a lot more strategy than it would be with just you know characters standing in lines taking pot shots at each other. And it works a lot better. It's actually a game which I kind of enjoyed. It's just the problem with that is it's the universe it's set in. The universe it's set in is kind of tedious. But, you know, it's it's. I'm clearly not the Tiger audience. This is a game for, I don't know, the fans of, sort of shoujo manga and shoujo anime. It, no, no, it feels no, much no. more within them. I'd say shonen, definitely. And it is uh, the degree of a that. specific shonen demographic it, it's, it's that the, likes the harem fan service type shows. It's the character interactions are much more of a shoujo thing. And if you like that, it does have a very fairy tale approach to fan service. Yeah. But the character interactions, the way the world works, the, the sense of humour, it's all very shoujo. So if you like that sort of thing, then well, it's going to be shoujo or dating sim. It's not really a dating sim, no, but just keeping it clean and simple. Okay. If you like shoujo anime and manga, then uh, the Hyper Neptunia series is much more your thing, because it is, it is 90% sort of anime-style storytelling. If you need a CPU waifu. Yeah, but it, it's it's fine and passable. The third one is the best of the series. But is it so anime it hurts? Yeah, it is, but it's, yeah. It's a thing, it's out, it's in a trilogy, and it's a really nice little box set to put together over at NIS. Okay, fantastic. Not, my, not for me. Okay. And thank you for that 20 seconds. It was the longest 20 seconds of my life, but I <laughs> in, in, I, I deserved it. <laughs> yes. Okay, my Halo Nightfall review in 10 seconds. It's basically pitch black. Um, <laughs> do that next week, then. Properly next week. Uh, well, yeah, I can do it properly next week. That's not a problem. Oh, so, pitch black, the, the Riddicky thing. Yeah. Okay. But we will do that next week um, in more detail, so... 
My name is Quentin Flynn. I'm here on The Geek Show. Uh, why? Because I play Raiden in the Metal Gear series. I am lightning, the rain transformed, and I have been transformed by hanging out on this show. So tune in and turn on, you'll love it. The Geek Show, it rocks. Um, Because you went on about too much about Mortal Kombat. Uh, go <laughs> anyway, hey, do um, you want to talk more about Mortal Kombat? Let's do it. Yeah, let's yes, do yes, that. Yes, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, just going back through uh, the last couple of decades of anime and Western cartoons, what characters do you think are going to become legends? Take Avadar, for example. Is Anne going to become Anne going to become a legend, or will Korra? I don't think either of them will. Mm. Or will it be very, very cult, and I don't think they'll. Because that's what they it's are just, now. When people think about cartoons, they often think about cartoons and anime in terms of the characters that they like, rather than. But then again, there are some cult cartoons that they gain an audience over time. Yeah. Uh, no, but I don't think Avatar really has that quality about it. I, I don't know. I just there's nothing that really strikes me. It's... The thing is about Avatar is it finished quite a while ago, mm. and there's still new fans coming to it. Yeah. There's still people coming to Korra because think, yeah. the comics are expanding the universe and such. The problem there is Nick aren't making it easy. Yeah. Nick have kind of said, yeah, it's done, finished, bye. Yeah. And I don't get why. They've, no. they've got a really dedicated group following it. They've got a great base behind it. Like They've got the comics that are doing well. And yeah. yet they're still like, no, it's done. We don't care. Yeah. Well, Nickelodeon have had a little bit of a habit for doing that. Uh, things like uh, Invader Zim. Yeah. Uh, if it's not SpongeBob, they don't care. Pretty much. Yeah, so even more recently, um, Steven Universe looked like it was going to be taken off air because it wasn't getting the ratings they wanted. It was only because basically the community got together and went, hey, Steven Universe might be getting taken off. We'll sit down and watch it. Yeah, the Capcom of TV networks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Look yeah, at five million viewers. No, we're not having a nap. <laughs> Off. <laughs> I mean, um, if you look at, uh, I mean, just looking at Western cartoons for a second, do you think Samurai Jack, people are going to remember Samurai Jack in, well, uh, in 20, 30 years? How old Samurai Jack now? It must be about 15 it's years It's about 15 old. years old yeah. now. Um, and uh, that's recently had a bit of a revival run on the comic side. Yeah. So, I... I think Jack's one of those ones that, because Jack has become a cult character now, more so than a mainstream one, I think that will make that will add to his longevity. I would like to see it come back, but possibly not reboot it. Just sort of like bring it back. But I'm I don't think Tartakovsky will bother. Now I think it's been too long. Fair enough, but I wouldn't like to see Cartoon Network bring it back. I would like to see someone else pick it so, up. Yeah, here's my thought: is when it was airing, it sort of it had a viewing, but it was sort of a small viewing. It's sort of like the underside. No one talked about it really. And oh no, it, it, no, it, it was Cartoon talked about Network a lot. put it at like a prime time. It, it, was, yeah. it was one of the most talked about shows when it came and out. Except like as it's coming out, like it's not being remembered in this high place. It seems to just be existing on by the skin of its teeth. No, uh, no, no. At the time, oh, at the time, at, at the time is great, but no, even, like for even the time, now, it's not like the Avatar is still being going strong. No, uh, through, uh, no like since people, it stopped when, airing, but yeah. the second that Samurai Jack stopped airing, people stopped talking about it. Um, it's no, people sort still of been an underground it. thing. Ben, 
at the time, animation was basically in its silver age. It was a big yeah, thing. At yeah. the time. And uh, Cartoon Network, were, uh, they valued it. They were putting it out as a prestige uh, thing and putting it out as good was it? times. Was it 96 episodes yeah, but or I mean, something like that? Summer Jack was a poster it, boy for Cartoon it Network. It sort of went to an underground place. It wasn't like... Now, Everyone I, I, was I've talking to, about it. I've got to it. disagree with you there because Samurai Jack was basically I, a playground for animation techniques and different artistic when styles. When you say yeah. everybody, I'd say now it's easier to quantify if people are talking about it because we've got like we've got things like Tumblr and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But just because Samurai Jack doesn't have a Tumblr following doesn't mean that... Yeah, exactly. No, but it doesn't have the huge mainstream thing. It's not if, like you if, still if see... If Facebook and, tw- and Twitter and Tumblr had been a thing when Samurai Jack was out, I have no doubt that it would have had a mass yeah. uh, a much bigger following than it already than it already had it got like a couple I, I'm of games saying like it had Jack, it was a good following it's just it's petering and i don't think even though the comics had a bit of a revival i don't think it's going to hang around long enough to become legend uh, i personally think it's because it was a part of one of those uh, when cartoon network was at its prime and now it's completely changed now Especially the internet has sort of retaliated, saying, "Oh, the old Cartoon Network is dead." Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think unfortunately, Samurai Jack was a, one of those people in the thing, old. Uh, thing is, yeah, what okay, the old Cartoon Network is dead, but um, long live, live Adventure Time. Yeah, see, because think, that's basically what their new yeah, model is. Their new model is Adventure Time. But the thing is, I think that Samurai Jack. Uh, if you compare Samurai Jack with, say, the modern Adventure Time, then. Um, I've got to say, my money's on Samurai Jack because oh, it ha- yeah. it's already proven it has a degree of longevity by still being around 15 years later. But the merch machine that is Adventure Time... The, the merch machine that is Adventure Time, yes, I agree with you, and that's totally understandable. Samurai Jack didn't have that opportunity because this whole social networking thing didn't exist. But it has lasted. Hey. Yeah, yeah, MySpace is not a thing. Um, The thing is, it has lasted. However it's managed to do it, it's lasted for 15 years. And it's now got a comic book coming out, which Jim's always doing. Well, I think it's it's, finished now, the run. Okay, the run's finished, but... I think it was used to just finish up the story because it never actually probably ended. There was no ending still for the... There's still no ending. Wow. There's still no ending. But the thing is... Samurai Jack, we don't know. It might be resurgent in the future because it's the the name has been thrown around repeatedly. Every year, it gets thrown around. You know, um, is there going to be a new Samurai Jack? It's like the it's like the old Shenmue thing. Shenmue is now legendary yeah. for the fact that everyone wants it to be finished, but no one really wants it to be finished because then we don't have anything to complain about. Yeah. Like the thing is, I don't think Shenmue is ever going to be legendary either. Like I'm not Shenmue saying these is. things uh, didn't things... sell well. It was one of the things that. Nanny killed Sega. So, yeah. The thing is, I, I'm not saying I love Samurai Jack. I love Shamu, but and they're gonna stick around for a long, long time. I just don't think they're gonna be legend. I think that there's different ways to, to um, there's different ways to do it. I think being cult is something that. Oh, makes... they're gonna be cult legend. Yeah. But yeah. they're not gonna be legend legend. They're not gonna be Mario legend. Yeah, they're not gonna be that sort of legend. It's uh, like the IP itself is isn't legendary, but what they were doing was legendary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, right. So we clarified that point. What yeah, else? Sorry, I, I didn't what about, mean it's what about, other, what about just... other characters? Moving into, say, anime, what about Light, uh, Lelouch or Light or L? Uh, they all seem to start with an L. Why? Why do they all start with an L? Luffy. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> right as a lazy. Zing. <laughs> <laughs> do they start with an L? What, writers? No, uh, 
No, never mind. I was going to be. Yeah, uh, I was going to. Well, get I, my I, I, I'm pretty confident that Ichigo is not going to Lupin. end up as a legend. <laughs> you know, uh, Naruto because he uh, because he's a bit more iconic than Ichigo, and it, uh, you know, I, I hate saying that. Uh, so because all the Naruto fans are going uh, <laughs> are going to have a go at me now, uh, but Naruto because he was a bit more distinctive than Ichigo. I think he's got more of a play on it. But Luffy, I would say, because One Piece is going to be around for a long time still. Um, One Piece is the biggest selling manga in One history. One Piece is 15 years old already, you know. Yeah. Luffy, I think, is it's, going to go gonna... into the whole realm of legend. It's easily going to knock on a thousand chapters, though. Easy. So that alone, I can show his legendary status, not yeah. any design or character trait. Just I mean, it, it, it's, like, so it's like the whole thing with Goku and Vegeta and Piccolo. You know, Goku, Vegeta, Piccolo, they've already, they're already kind of in that area. So they... I always have the worry that some characters will play themselves out yeah. to the point where they would have been legendary if they had ended, but they continued and they haven't stopped. See, so they sort of lost the public interest. I think that's what's going to happen with One Piece because personally, anyone like I think a good thing to make it legendary is that like you mentioned the point about Avatar that people are going and started watching Avatar and then watching Carring, yeah, getting yeah. into it. But then we have something like One Piece, which is so large to get into. To start from the very beginning, it's really overwhelming for people. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I just I can't get into get in One on Piece that. just because is, is that too much. Is that basically the same as Superman or Batman comics? Though, There's literally, well, no not really, that. because a Superman or well, especially Batman. Batman, they generally um, they have their own runs. And yeah. oh uh, no, but where do you start? That's the same thing. I mean, well, the, the thing, thing is, Batman runs to the next question. Most Batman runs sort of go that you can this this can be your first Batman comic. Well, that's always argued, but yeah, to a point. Well, this does lead us to the to the next question. Um, what if you look at superheroes? What makes one character become a le- become legendary over all of the other characters? And you might have two characters that are extremely similar, um, but what makes one become a legend and the other one not? How does it work? You know, because um, Superman wasn't the only super character around at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, he he wasn't the only super super character around, but he was the one that everyone kind of picked up on. It, I think it's different for different ones. Yeah. I mean, I'd say Spider-Man is a legend. Not He's not the most powerful superhero. He's not the most... Uh, um, he's not the most important in his own universe. But what he is at his core is somewhat, something that the audience can identify with. Yeah. And that that aspect of him is what became, like, iconic. Yeah. You know, the... Uh, Peter Parker being the everyman, being the nerd, being the... Uh, oh, God, yes, yeah. And that's that's his hook. Yeah. Now, different superheroes have a different hook. Yeah. And I'd say that, like, it'd be very difficult to use the same hook as another superhero But again. The, the thing is, they've tried doing that. Hulk, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Hulk's main power comes from his anger, his rage, yeah? Yeah. And Dr. Banner is the Hulk, and he hates turning into the Hulk. But well, then essentially, Marvel, he's, he's the superhero yeah. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That's, yeah. the... That's essentially it. But then Marvel decided, oh, this is such a good idea, but we need more ethnic minorities. So they came up with Rage, who is basically the African-American version of the Hulk. But that's what I mean, that you can't... It's, if once you've got the one hook, 
the yeah. one like iconic thing. Exactly. You can't repeat that formula for the same results. Yeah. There's That's what I'm saying. That is a prime example just within Marvel. You yeah. Know, exactly what you're saying exists within Marvel. and There's also the fact that a lot of the comic companies now won't wait, take the risk to yeah. find a new icon. They've got these iconic characters. That's where the indie comics come and in. And yeah. they rather play them out than but allow them to have their place. In the indie so, comics, they've got like a limited shelf life. Yeah. Compared to like the superheroes which are forever so I don't yeah. think indie comics can become uh, like legends but what Ryan but was I was going to make the point like uh, X-Men do it really well in the fact that they're all essentially mutants so you don't really have to do that whole origin type thing They just you can just give them the powers and just go there you go you're that person you're that person yeah and then it, you just you've got them in the story and then fans can like them as the story it's similar to how it's, in it, humans it, handle it with exactly. the they gas. still go with the same x-men every time and well, they'll introduce no, new ones no, no, and no, they, i disagree actually throughout the 90s run of x-men comics there's been a lot of changes there's yeah. uh well, there's been a lot of different X-Men groups have used. Yeah, um, I mean, there was yes, X-Force, the f- there was X-Factor, there was... I mean, the film has gone, The films have gone back to the same yeah. cast, but the comics haven't. See, uh, so I, in the originals... I've been reading the comics, and they do seem to still lean on the older ones a lot when they've got these new interesting characters. They're just not giving them as much screen time. See, in the, rig- the, the original X-Men, like one. Colossus was a fan favourite and now yeah. you hardly see him as much as you knew. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, there was the whole thing. The thing is, just look at Colossus, the Colossus is, uh, is the mutant who basically, in the comics, he's the one who sacrificed himself to save all mutants. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, like, and then you get co- then you get heroes that are very much of the time. I'd say even more 90s would be someone like Cable. Yes. Yeah, who yeah. barely gets used these days. Yeah, but, unless there's a Deadpool around. During yeah. the 90s, Cable was massive. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. They, just, I don't read X-Men comics, but do they use Gambit a lot? They need to use Gambit. No, they don't use... They, oh, they, they, really? You barely see Gambit these days. Because you can't... He is very sort of 80s, but, I mean, during, but, during, the, yeah. during the late 90s, early 2000s, Gambit <laughs> had his own comic series mm-hmm. called Gambit, where he was basically the leader of the Guild of Thieves in New Orleans. I hate to say it, it like you had this. Gambit and then you had Jubilee and there's yeah. loads of them. Isn't it kind of a Gambit to make a movie out of <laughs> Sorry about the use of I words. find it strange the but, casting. Channing but, yeah. Tatum doesn't strike me as... The guy who... I hate to say it, but the, in the original Wolverine Origins movie, the guy who they chose to play Gambit in that would have been a much better choice to no, play Gambit wouldn't. in the movie. No, he wouldn't. He's a box office... Every film he's been in has been such a box office. Uh, but in, I get what you mean in terms of the the look, the yeah. casting people. That's what you would have been looking at for yeah. Gambit. Yeah, like pers- I don't think he carried the role well aside from looking the part. Yeah, he looked John the part. John Carter, Battleship. This guy has no box office success. He's he's a bum. Uh, you know, he was for- in Battleship, wasn't? Yeah, he? he was. Yeah. Oh God, then uh, yeah, don't touch. But uh, out of time, then do we have any ideas for what we're going to do next week? Or Blank looks are high. Mm. <laughs> well, we know what we're doing on May the 4th. That's in two weeks' time, I believe. Yes, that's yep. in two weeks' time. It is going to be Star Wars Day, and we are doing... Star Trek! Yes. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Across the universe. Taking it from left field. Yes. <laughs> you expected us to do Star Wars. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah. Next week... Um, we'll announce it close at the time. Yeah, is in the pipeline. Yep. Okay, right. Um, we are at the end of the show. Um... 
If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, studio at thegeekshow.co.uk, or get in touch with us on Facebook, tgs.thegeekshow, or on Twitter at tgs underscore thegeekshow. Um, you we can also, also follow a lot of our programs yes. on Facebook too now. On Facebook. Um, and you can also check out our Tumblr, which uh, the lovely Ben is in charge of. Yep. And we do the social yeah. networks is the takeaway here. Yes, we do the social networks. We're available on my, my anime list and Steam and various other places as well on the internet. So just look for us. I've been Rob. I've been Rob as well. I've been Orion, I think. I was Dave. <laughs> and still no one yeah. <laughs> I have to come out one time yeah, I, I said at the start I'll get out but wait, uh, that is reaction of I think the guy who's playing Ben Grimm in the new Fantastic Four looks way too small to be Ben Grimm Jamie Bell you, Jamie you Bell, now yeah. agree with me though you think they all look a bit too oh, yeah, young they, they all look like 12 year olds running around a lab okay and uh, that has been all we have time for as ever we'll be back next Monday uh, 6 till 8 with all your geekage, and uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Peace. For 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.